We just heard the account of the Passion from the Gospel of Mark. On Good Friday, we'll hear the account of the Passion from the Gospel of John. So the two days out of the year when we hear of the Passion. But every day when we come into church, we are surrounded by the images of the Passion. That from very early on in the church's history, um, Christians realized that Jesus' death and resurrection was at the core of our faith. And they came up with the Stations of the Cross, a visual representation of the Passion. And so that's what we have in our church. If you start Station 1, Jesus is condemned to death. And then seven stations on this side of the church. And then seven stations on this side of the church, ending with Jesus being placed in the tomb. This morning, I'd like to focus your attention on the fifth station. It's over here. It's one that's unusual in that all the other stations, it's Jesus carrying the cross. But here, someone else is carrying the cross. It's Simon of Cyrene. And Jesus had become too weary And so the Roman soldiers had pressed into service Simon to carry Jesus' cross. We don't know very much about Simon of Isirene. The only thing we heard about him in the gospel today, it says, they pressed into service a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Cyrene was uh, in the north part of Africa. Why was Simon in Jerusalem? Well, he could have been there because of the Passover. What we do know is that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And here he is minding his own business, and suddenly he's carrying the cross for this Jesus. We could say in that that he was doing God's will, right? That he was carrying Jesus' cross But I I appreciated the commentary from uh, one of the stations when we did the stations a couple weeks ago. This is what was written. Simon could be said to have done the will of God, but that alone doesn't make one holy because holiness is willing what God wills, wanting what God wants, accepting it and embracing it and making it your own. Only you in the depths of your freedom can do that. Whatever became of Simon, we don't really know. But we get a hint. Because in that verse, it mentions that Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now why would Mark, writing for the early Christian community, know whose Simon's sons were by name, unless they also were Christians. That perhaps what happened was Simon, after he carried Jesus' cross, he came to be aware of who it was who he had carried the cross for and, and, and who Jesus was for him. Maybe Simon became a Christian and his family with him. I want you today to consider that I think often each of us is a Simon of Cyrene. Each of us 
has been placed in positions that we did not intend, that we did not ask for, but there they are, that we're asked to carry a cross. We sometimes get pressed into service um, when we had not planned on it. I think about when a loved one becomes ill and we, we need to care for them. Uh, so many situations that happens. And the question is, how do we view it when it does? Do we resent it? Do we try to get out of it? Or do we try to see, is this something of God here? Is there something in this situation that I'm being called on to embrace, to will what God wills, to want what God wants, accepting it and embracing it and making it my own? Just over a year ago, um, the pandemic hit, didn't it? You might recall, we were not gathered for Palm Sunday last year. Who could have predicted that not only wouldn't we have Palm Sunday last year, but here this year, we're all we're gathered together wearing masks, socially distant from one another. Nobody asked for the pandemic. Nobody wanted it. It just is. And we've all been affected by it. Um, a number of us, we've been turned into teachers for our children as they've been studying at home. Uh, so many other ways that the pandemic has impacted us. I think the invitation to us is to look at it. Is there something within the pandemic that I'm called to do God's will in? Is there a way that I'm called to respond? Maybe it's in our decision to wear a mask, not because we're told to, but because we want to help prevent the disease from being spread to others. That we, we deliberately social distance and, and choose not to gather um, in an intimate relationship way because we want to protect one another. Uh, so those are just some things to ponder. Back in 2009, I was very pleased I was able to go on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and, and some of you were able to go with me. And part of going to Jerusalem is you can make the Stations of the Cross. They call it Via Della Rosa. And one of the activities that's very common for pilgrims that come is they have all these crosses. They're two-by-fours. And then you carry a cross for a period of time on the way of the cross, the Via Della Rosa, and then they take pictures of you. And I have to admit, when our group was doing it, I thought, this feels kind of hokey, carrying this two-by-four thing, having my picture taken. But I went along with it. Well, what I've discovered is that picture has become very important to me, that every Lent I take it out, and I put it in a place where I can see it every day, and every day I pray that I can have the, the grace to recognize whatever cross might be handed to me that day. And I pray for the grace to be able to accept it, to embrace it, to will what God wills. 
You don't have to go to Jerusalem to do that or have your picture taken. I encourage each of you, if there's some cross in your house, to remember Simon of Cyrene, he who got pressed into service, and then to ask and have it be open, Lord, what are you calling me to shoulder for the sake of someone else today?